It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Paul Holmgren. Hey, I'm Travis Konechny. Hi, I'm Chuck Fletcher. Hey, this is Jeremy Roenick. Hi, this is Travis Sanham. Hi, I'm Joel Farabee. Hi, this is Derek Broussard. Hey, I'm Scott Lawton. Hi. This is Bob Clark. And you're listening to Snow the Goalie. 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 Oh, yes! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into Snow the Goalie, the only Flyers podcast, the People's Podcast, the Players Podcast, Prognosticators Podcast, PDLI Podcast. And once again, we can rejoin the ranks of the Presidential Podcast because your team, your town, your Philadelphia Flyers have gone out, they hired a hiring agency. They've done due diligence, and they ended up with somebody who was right under their nose the whole time. Ladies and gentlemen, Keith Jones is your new president of Hockey Ops, and we're here to break it down. I'm going to start with the man who um, who broke the news. So we, we have an insider in the middle on this video. The insider got scooped by that butte on the right, and that, of course, is Bundy, Chris Terrian. Find him on Twitter, at cterrian6. How are you doing? Are you taking Frank Saravalli's job? Are you the new LeBron, Dreger, Friedman? Nobody had it. Bundy no. broke the news. No, How are I, you? <laughs> I don't want any of those titles, and Anthony knows that. Like, I don't even, I don't like that at all. But, you know, guys, it's been an, in, it's, so just so you know, um, first of all, first of all, um, and we'll get into it quickly, but this is a great hire. Uh, people are like, how can you say he's a buddy of yours? Just trust me when I tell you this is a tremendous hire on on many fronts. Um, I'll talk about Jonesy a sec, but what when I this has gone on for a while. There's been interviews that have gone in back into the middle of April, and so that's a long process that has dragged out. There was a um, uh, there was a hiring firm, it was Billy King's group, from what I was told. Um, the reason I I kind of I didn't I wasn't paying much attention to it. I know that we talked about a lot of openings, but this is the kind of job though. If you're if you're a person in the hockey world and you played, and you know a lot of the the media, the agencies, uh, the other players involved in the game, it's this is a job that can be done by someone like Keith Jones. You have to go to law school. You you have to be a good talent evaluator. But I think most guys that play the game are. So. Uh, I had, uh, I'd, I'd gotten a call from another person, um, over the weekend that had interviewed for the job themselves and, uh, had asked me if I was aware of any of the hirings or any of the process that had gone on. And the reason he asked was, he said, I, if I get involved, um, I'd love to, I, I want to do this job, but I'd love to have someone like you help me on, on that job. I don't want to get into, you probably deduced to who it may have been. Um, I will tell you this, though, guys, and I'll leave this, turn it over to Anthony. I, I, again, um, what's interesting <laughs> is I talk to Jonesy once or twice a week. 
I had no idea that he had interviewed. So kudos to Jonesy for and even his best friend up north had no idea. So when I had heard it yesterday that I'd read, well, Edzo and uh, Jonesy were were the finalists, but Spit and Chicklets had it out. I immediately, right around the time I put the initial tweet out, was I'm like, I got stuff from a lot of really good sources saying Jonesy's getting hired, it's happening. And I was sitting out back, it's like, this is amazing. I'm like, this is like so happy for Jonesy, thrilled for the Flyers, really. Like, I'm thinking, like, the fans, like, I want people to understand this is a great move. It's a great move. And the more times you get people like a Keith Jones around or someone like myself, people that have voiced their passion and care deeply for what this team is and, and have other people recognize that, it's meaningful. It really is. And and so for, for where Jonesy's at, trust me, man, he knows everybody in this game. Um, he's a smart guy. He's not the morning – you know, I know he's funny. He's witty. But he's not the morning clown that you'd see maybe on 6.10 in the mornings. And – um it, it's just, I, I'm really, really happy. It, but that's how the whole thing went down. And I can tell you guys and Anthony, I never heard a damn word from Jonesy. And I deduced it at the end from hearing from higher up people, maybe agents. I don't want to give away my, my call that this had happened. I think, Anthony, you could con- uh, confirm this too. This is way too, like a big, small city where rumor things fly around in the sports industry in Philly. Nobody can keep anything quiet. Um but for me, where I'm at, we'll talk more about it. I'm pumped for Jonesy. I think it's amazing. Uh, I couldn't be happier for him. But I'm really, really, from I'm telling you guys and hear me when I say it, I'm happy for the fans and for the organization. They got this right. Um, and that's what about that's what I'm thrilled about. Yeah, so you're, you say, Bundy, he's not the, the morning clown. So, I mean, you, you mean to tell me he's not going to start every press conference by making a fart noise into the microphone? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. And you know what? You just said that's, that's he's going to come out like, yeah, I know, but he, yeah he, he, it's, it's funny, you know, and I, it's when I, I spoke to Briere like three weeks ago and we talked yeah. about that, like, like that little bit of the, how that works when guys want to stay in the game when they're done. Yeah. The guys in the locker room that were the character guys and the voices be, go to the media. Yeah. And the guys that are like, well, I want to hang around, but I want to learn more. They go to management where they don't have the bigger voices. It's not a split. It's not like the guys that have the big voice couldn't go to management. It's sure. just kind of the way at the when you're in your early 30s and you're retiring that the split happens, and, right? And that's what it is. I mean, Jonesy's story is amazing. This is a guy used to go hang out with Angelo for free. He played what 70 yeah. games in this town. So, yeah. and the last thing I don't want to hear anymore is, oh, we hired someone from the inside. We went outside last time for f- four or five years. How'd that work out? Yeah. <laughs> time is yours. Go. Yeah. No, it's good. And 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 I'll tell you that um, it's interesting because. Bundy, up until you actually, you know, putting your tweet out yesterday, I was under the impression that they were going to hire Eddie Olchuk. And I knew that Bundy, I mean, I knew that um, Jonesy had interviewed, uh, you know, more, a little over a week ago. I knew that he had interviewed, but I never was under the impression that he was a top candidate. I thought it was just a, a situation where it was like, you know, there's guys who they're going to have, you know, who are interested, who they respect, and they're going to bring in and give them, grant them the interview and, and then move on. And I kind of thought that, you know, that was where it was going. And, you know, as of last Friday, I was told Eddie O's in the lead. Like, this is the guy that they want to hire. And I was like, okay, well, that's an interesting choice, but it's it, okay. It is what it is. And then, you know, it, it starts to get, to, you know, yesterday, I guess it was yesterday or, or even the night before 
when Jonesy's name first started to surface again, uh, whether it was Elliot, I think that was the first one to put it out. And then Frank had a um, Frank Saravalli put out a thing where he said the finalists, it's down between Eddie O and, and, and Jonesy. And was like, man, this is this is bigger than I thought. And then I started to hear that maybe it's not Eddie O. And then, of course, you put it out. And I was like, wow, this is that went quick. Like and, you know, the Flyers really they wanted to try and control the narrative on this a little bit. Um, and I think that they did, you know, a, a, a good job in that regard. I mean, we knew that he was interested. We knew that his name was in the mix, but we never got the impression that this was the direction that they were going to go in until yesterday. Um, and, you know, I, I, I don't know if it was a, a, a last minute switch if they, you know, but I think that they got the guy that they ultimately wanted to get. And for this reason, this is why I think that they got who they wanted to get. They are going to do something a little bit different here. And one of the questions that I keep getting on Twitter from fans who are, who are sending me DMs and asking this, they say, well what, well, what exactly then is the role of the director of hockey operations? And in most instances, well, I shouldn't say most, in all instances really prior to this, it's to have been the guy, right? To be the person running hockey, uh, running the uh, kind of over the general manager, right? really the person in charge and the GM has in these situations has kind of been like the secondary guy. Um, this is going to be different. This is, this is an all in on Danny Briere as a general manager. This is a, this is an all in on a belief that he can be the next, you know, Iserman, Sackick, that those kinds of guys who played the game and, and had success as a general manager, you know, moving, moving into that role. Um, and Jonesy, being in this role is is not that he's not going to be involved he's certainly going to be involved he's certainly going to be you know intimately involved but that the, this that his role is a little bit different and it, it's more it's more of being a communicator being someone who has a leadership ability within a group of people to kind of run the group and make sure that people are doing their job and their job only and not you know putting too many fingers in too many pies, right? So that's kind of what Jonesy's responsibility is going to be more than anything else. He's he's certainly going to be a leader of the of the front office, but not necessarily be the person who is negotiating the contracts or who is, you know, making the trades. He's going to be sit obviously he's going to sit in on all this stuff and he's going to have a voice in all this. Um, but it's more of a let Danny be Danny and do his job and you kind of oversee everything and make sure it's being done properly because hockey ops for the past 10, 10 years, nine, 10 years has not been very well run as far as leadership is concerned. So I think that that's where Jonesy's going to fit. And look, this is going to be a brand new concept in this sport. And it's something that you're going to hear a lot of a lot of people might push back against this. You're going to hear a lot of old school hockey people say that this is ridiculous. This is stupid. Why would they do this? It, 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 look, it has a, this could be something that is unprecedented and it could be successful. And if it is, will be something that other organizations will then try to copy. If it fails, it's going to fail hard. But at the same time, I, you know, I, you wanted something different. Fans wanted something different. And they're going to sit there and say it's not different because it's somebody from within the organization. Yeah, that's ridiculous. But that's not true. That's not what it is. 
it's it's different because of how they're setting it up, right? And so ultimately, whether we think it's going to work or we don't think it's going to work is is irrelevant. It will it is different and unique, and that's what you wanted. It's out. It's certainly outside the box. If people don't think it is, they don't think it is. But it is outside the box, and we will see if it works. If it does, then everybody else will try and copy this you know, formula. The- the thing that's interesting about it, I'm of two minds. When when it initially came out that it was going to be Eddie Olchick or Keith Jones, the the Olchick thing was interesting. But I all, all I kept coming back to was we talked about the importance of understanding the market, and that goes back to like a month ago when we started having this conversation about like why is Billy King involved, right? What would Billy King and his agency, you know, know about Philadelphia? And like, you obviously know that the Billy King connection is important because he served in a comparable role for the Philadelphia 76ers. And like, yeah, he he certainly had his flaws in terms of building a team, but he has institutional knowledge of what it is to run an organization at this level in the city of Philadelphia. And Keith Jones is an interesting hire from the standpoint that like, if, if you want to complain that it's somebody who was an in-house candidate, keep in mind that they didn't just interview the, the good old boys network as part of this process. Like, go back a month and a half. They interviewed uh, Emily Castingay, right? And, and at the time, we said, well, she she's had very limited experience. And, like, what exactly are they? Just, just, to, just to kind of – just to clarify one thing on that, Russ, they technically didn't interview her i mean they talked okay. to her but it was not allowed because she did not permission they did not have permission so there was no real official interview but they had, anyway they, they, they may or may not she, have they, had they, a conversation okay. yeah so um <laughs> which is totally normal and within the rules so um it's interesting because at the at that time we said all right well then they're clearly not looking for somebody who has decades of experience in a president of hockey ops role or as a gm or, or something comparable and then you fast forward, and I think it's actually kind of reductive on the part of some fans to say Keith Jones is like this morning show clown, if that's what, if that's how you want to go about it. When you're an announcer and, and you're doing the kind of work that he was doing, not only locally, but also nationally as part of you know the NBC Sports coverage the last few years, as well as on the Turner Networks this year, you have to stay up on what the trends are in the game. You have to stay up on the teams and the players in this league. You know, it might not be the same thing as advanced scouting, but there's a lot of work that goes into that. So it's not like you're pulling some schlub out of a back office that hasn't been paying attention to the game. At the same time, it's, you know, admittedly, it's not the same thing to put somebody in this role, you know, who, who's had a decade of experience doing something similar compared to like what Jonesy's doing. Now, if the goal here has been we want a president of hockey ops who has institutional knowledge of the city, who also understands what it's like to play here, who also understands this market and what's going to resonate with fans and has the ability now to almost serve a PR role in a sense, he's a perfect hire. Somebody actually, Bundy, and I don't want to, you know, let's not offend you here, but like somebody compared this yesterday. They said like Jonesy is a more polished Bundy, you know, because you you go – raw you know your criticisms of the team the last year and a half or so have been wrong jonesy has also been critical of this team like there i think it was brandon summerman started putting out clips yesterday of like times that uh over the past year and a half jonesy has gone on even nbc sports philadelphia 
and has been critical of the team, of their direction, of the way that guys apparently seem to quit. So that was that was 2021. Um, I, I look at it and I say, if this is what the team wanted, they, I think they got the perfect person. But there is going to be a lot of criticism levied at them if they don't get this right. And that gets me to a bigger concern that I have. And I, I'll throw this to you guys and you know, feel free. This sure as shit feels like John Tortorella remains the most powerful person in the organization because Keith Jones isn't a yes man, right? But he's also not going to, I don't think, get into as much of a battle as some other people who had reportedly interviewed for this job. And so I, I just question, have, have, we, have we put a little bit too much onus on John Tortorella's role? You have a brand new GM, a brand new president of hockey ops, neither of whom have, have served in that role previously. This team is surely going to look like the kind of team John Tortorella wants to coach. It's, it's the only real concern I have here is that it almost feels like an inverted power structure. Well, and, and I'll, Bundy, I'll let you take this too, but I just want to say the one thing in that, and, and I and I think that there's going to be a lot of questions about that, and I think it's fair for Russ to bring it up. Um, I, I think this is all part of what you, what I was saying with this is a a a new concept, a new idea, and it's not to say that that Tortorella is in charge because I don't think he is. I think that Briere is still going to be the guy who's making all of these decisions, but what it does give John is it gives him a larger voice in that room than most coaches would have or have had in the past. Okay. If that's, if that makes any sense. So what I think it, it allows the flyers to do is again, with this is a, a new concept, a new idea is that the coach can now have a little bit more input into the kinds of players that he's going to get to coach. Again, this is not done. So, you know, if you want to be a, you know, a traditionalist, then yeah, you're going to, you're going to hate the con to hate this idea. You're going to say, this is not how we run hockey. How dare they try something so so stupid. No one's ever done this before. Or you can look at it from a, from a little bit more of a progressive viewpoint saying, Hey, no one's ever done this before. Maybe this will work. You know, maybe this is kind of a cool idea that you now have. And, and, you know, we've heard uh, Dan Hilford use the words, you know, this is a triumvirate right, that they want to kind of put together. And so it's going to be Briere, Jonesy, and and Torts. That's the triumvirate. And they're going to buy into that and say that it's, you know, that's what they believe is going to work. And, you know, they're going to go forward with that. I, can, can it work? Sure. Can it fail? Sure. But at the same time, I think that that's what you're going to hear. And I think another thing that you're going to hear a lot of is – that this is something that, that I think this is going to be, I think you're going to hear this as kind of like their, their keywords, right? That you're, you're going to hear a lot of that. This is a new NHL and that this is a new approach in a new NHL, right? No longer are we operating under the guise of the old league and the way things used to be done. We're now Look, we don't want to be followers. We want to be leaders. We want to be trailblazers into the new world of the NHL. And that so doing so, we're going to do things a little bit differently. So I think you're going to hear them say a lot of that. I think that's going to be a lot of their 
you know, hot, hot button kind of stuff. Um, and I guess the question then will the, that we'll have to find out the answer to is will that will that be you know a good idea and a good approach and will it work? We don't know, and I'm sure that it's easier to fall on the side of it won't work because we've never seen it before. And how dare somebody try something different like that? But I think it's I think it's only fair to give them the opportunity to to show that it can work. Um, and I think that that's what we're, and that, that's where we're going to have to go. And we're going to, let's, let's see it first. And you know, a year from now, two years from now, we look back at it and say, we're going to say it's either brilliant or we're going to sit there and go, oh man, that was a bad idea. But I think at the same time, you got to give them the opportunity to show that it can work. Right, Bundy? Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Like I told you guys a couple weeks ago, I went in and met with Danny. We spent 90 minutes together talking in his office about stuff because, you know, and, and again, I'm, I'm a person that, um, I think I have fortitude. Like I like to go in. I uh, live an honest, <laughs> good life. And I told Danny, I said, I want to come in here and tell you that, you know, I've been critical of this team. And I want to, and like I told everybody on the show, but I want to know what you're thinking because I want to have an understanding. Because if I continue doing Snow the Goalie and working with Anthony and Russ, then I need to be able to have talking points and to get a feel for where you're at. After talking to Danny, I had a real, I had a good sentiment, a very good feeling, you know, with him. Um, Guys, I've been with Jonesy for a long time. Like, he got here, whatever, 99, 98, 99. And, uh, you know, uh, he's a great teammate. It, and But the thing is, is that I've seen – forget the teammate. It's all this the, – the old buddy. Everybody in the game is friends with somebody that played against them. So, you can, everyone's going to call everyone their great buddy or their old buddy or whatever because that's just what it is. Um, uh, Jonesy is a very sharp guy. It, and I don't know so much if the role – uh, ends up being a more of a baby kissing type of thing, or if it is a, uh, you know, something where he actually gets right in there. But to me, when someone asked, you know, what do you see the role of president? And honestly, God, it's, I said three things, winning, winning, and more winning. That job for me, for what he's doing as I see it, or if I was doing it, it would be to oversee uh, generally what's going on in, in the front office, uh, the top of the food chain, you know, how Danny's doing, but let him have the reins to that, which he will. Uh, Torch is a totally different coach. You know, usually when you have someone like this, because of the thing, but don't, what I'm saying, because of the of the way the optics look, where Torch has been that fiery guy for 20 some years and it's his show or no show or all that kind of stuff. I think he'd, he'd have to be careful with that. Jonesy's no slouch. Mm -hmm. You know, I've watched him and and uh, it's not going to be like Torch is going to come in and go up and off in his office <laughs> and tell Jonesy what he thinks. Um, but that job, to me is not so much about micromanaging, but about figuring out how you can give Danny and Torts the best resources to try to, to move the needle front, just be an overseer. But I think a lot of it was like, I love the optics because I, you know, people, there's some people that like, I don't understand the way people like it's like, it's kind of, when you look at it, it's a bit of a polarizing move, it, which I'm surprised at. Um, but maybe because I know, who Jonesy is and travel with him. And we've had long discussions about hockey in serious tones and undertones, the league managers. And and when you look at, at some of the other guys that have been around hockey, yeah, you've had Joe Sackett. When you look at Joe Sackett, the beginning of his tenure, it was a joke. Like he did nothing for three years, nothing. And people are like, well, this is what happens when you, but now he's ended up winning a cup, you know, same thing with other guys that have taken over teams. If you're around a player in the league and you had a voice and you have a personality, they're the ones that carry the water into the future in this league anyway. So to me, listen, John Davidson did it. No one ever made a stink about that, right? Like he went into the president's booth from the broadcast booth with uh, the Rangers and then in Columbus as well. 
Um, these are moves that guys that have a voice and a say that were either were players and then became media guys that have forged relationships over the year. I hate, I, I can tell you this. Jonesy knows the whole league. I know the whole league. I know every manager, scouts, players, media, uh, media relations. That's what happens when you travel all these years and you make a lot of acquaintances and a lot, you cross a, uh, a lot of T's and dot a lot of I's just through connections and relationships. And I think that right now is, is the biggest thing. Um, for, for this team is to have somebody, I think that's a voice in, a, in the city. Um, he's going to need support, but I think, I think for what people are thinking on the outside, like guys, this is a great, great move. And I'm super optimistic and I'm not putting on, if, if I, I don't give a shit, if they hired a guy in here that I played with and, and I thought he was a dummy, I would just say they hired a dummy. And even if he was my friend, I'm not, I will never, ever, ever. <laughs> There's like, I don't gaslight. I don't know how to do it. So whatever you hear from me is straight fucking honesty. To there it team, is. And you'll always get it. And, and, and I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to also say I'm fucking pumped up. It's Jonesy. That's what else I'm going to say. And you know so, what? So you, so, so you mean you would, you, would, you would criticize if they hired like Carl Dykehouse, right? As the, as the... If I didn't know what he did and they hired like some mystery guy coming in, I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, holy Jesus. What if, what if they I'm had not hired, criticize what if they had hired a... Diker, knew, Diker might know how to run a team or to, or to oversee something. What would you have said if they had, you know what? What would just, you have said I, if they had hired Hitch? <laughs> got him. Uh, Danny, uh, Danny might not have got the big office. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so uh, really quick here, you know, uh, uh, a big thank you. And, and this is more, I guess, for the people who are going to be listening to this in the podcast feed. We're doing this live uh, on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Um, so I want to go to some of the, the questions, comments, and concerns that people have brought up here. We've touched on some of them. But you know what? These people joined us early in the morning. In fact, I want to shout out Allison yeah, L. On, um, on YouTube. When we went live, she said, it's 5 a.m. here. I'm glad to get the kids up and ready for school. So you know what, Allison? Here's to you. Allison gets like fan of the day. That's, that's commitment. That's West Coast commitment right there. That is commitment. Yeah, um, that is. I will say, though, Feeble-Minded Brother showed up before we even started recording. So that means that Feeble-Minded Brother is not only a subscriber to the YouTube channel, but also has the little notification set. Because we also didn't put this out as a, you know, we're going to go live at 8.15 or anything. So, Feeble, here's to you. Um, Paul Napierkowski, who I don't remember checking in before, asked what we thought about the move of bringing up Jones, or of, uh, of hiring Jones, which we did. Um, Trevor Harris, who always likes to check in over on Facebook with a nice good morning, uh, and also says that we are a better morning show than what they have uh, in Miami. Brendan O'Neill says, Bundy rocks. There you go. Well, Hashtag positive. Maybe we need to do this in the morning. Maybe we just need to start doing the show in the morning. Who the hell knew that we could be so positive? Um, here's a good question. Now, this has come up before. Um, Rob Greeley says on YouTube, so does Bundy step in to join JJ as the new color commentator in Jonesy's absence? It would be awesome. The reason I say this has come up before is because when Coatsy left, a lot of people started clamoring for Bundy to take the job uh, on radio. And now they, there's a job open on TV. So um, I don't know what this means, um, but I, I have a bad feeling Bundy's going to leave us, okay? I don't want it to happen, but like there, when somebody's very talented, I worry. Bundy's talented. We love Bundy. Bundy, I'm going to have to try to make you an offer you can't refuse not to leave. But uh, question. Well, whatever it is, Russ, it's better than it is That's this year. <laughs> 
So, um, I don't. <laughs> Can't be worse, pal. Um, I don't know. Would there be interest on your part in 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 going, you know in going what, back I, to TV? I, listen, I, I, I broadcast is. I mean, if they, there's a lot of a lot of things have changed in my life in three or four years. You know, since since I, I left there, but um, I I don't know. I I, not, I really not for that network. Know. Not for that no. network. I, I I just don't I don't see that in the cards. Um, just so you know, like when I talked to Danny and and when I went into, there was a peaked interest on my part to see if there was any way I could help. I played here, guys, twelve years. I broadcasted another fourteen. I had like kind of an unceremonious end at the end. And you know what? Things have changed a little bit. We'll get into that down the road. But uh, for for me with the team, uh, but when I went into Danny, um, from the bottom of my heart. I asked, I said, if you ever need anything from me, I will be here for you. And I will tell Keith Jones the exact same thing. I'll be honest with you. I was pretty flattered when I got that call from another person that had uh, interviewed by, for the, the press job. And I was pretty humbled by that. And, uh, you know, I think when you carry uh, an honest message and, and, and listen, there's a lot of guys around the league that know Jonesy's capability or people's uh, that we talk mm-hmm. hockey. There's, there's broadcasters I know that have more evaluation of talent than there are managers in the business. I know I'm telling you, it's just weird how the split happens. Um, but I will tell you this, Russ, I don't know what my future holds, but I'll tell you one thing. And I've said this since I've come on and fans know it. I love this team. I love the fans, the city, you guys have given me a life here and I don't want to diatribe on it, but it means a lot to me. And if it meant doing something to help Danny and Jonesy, I'll be there for them. Well, Bundy, one thing I want to, I want to kind of, touch on real quick here and I, I don't think fans recognize this and realize this and it's one of the reasons why being a broadcaster you might have a little bit more you know you say that there are broadcasters out there who are who know more about hockey than actual managers you guys have a separate this little pull back the curtain thing but you guys have a separate meeting on a daily basis with the coaches right prior to your game to try and help enhance the broadcast those conversations are often far more frank and far more real than the BS that goes on between the media covering the team and the coach in those pregame sessions. Right. I mean, like, like we, like we would meet with the coach first and it would be all, you know, typical coach answers. And then we'd leave and you guys would have the coach and you'd get a hell of a lot more better stuff and know for real what the coach is thinking, what the team is thinking, what players are playing well, who's not playing well. And they're just flat out blunt and honest with you. And so therefore you guys know a little bit more than anybody, even more than we do. It's, 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 uh, it's interesting. And you, and you have to really build that relationship with a coach. So from a media standpoint, I'm always feeling like for me, I would take those messages and you never really you like, you never repeat the messages, how they come out, because that would right. be awful for the player. Some guys have no filter and they'll say it, but I always think about the player's parents at home watching. And so, you know, give them a chance. Like that's the way I would think, but there's guys like, I mean, I've been in them before where I've had a coach go uh, look and be like, there's six broadcasters. Right. And I don't like it. And he's like, you know, you tell me one meaningful game that guy has played in his entire life. Like a coach will say it about a player on his team. And you're like, eh. yeah, well, we're seeing the same thing. It's an eye check thing, but now the right. coach has confirmed it. And usually when a coach says something like that, like, so what happens is then you go to a meal room and that happens on other teams. Like you're eating before the game. And next thing you know, you got the Toronto broadcaster saying that the coach undressed this guy in a pregame, like telling the media, he can't stand yeah. him. That's why the media. And, and I said that to Danny, I, when I met him, I said, you know, if there is something around, I don't know because I'm doing meaningful stuff now. 
But there, we hear broadcasters that travel here more than anybody else in the business. Anybody. And we have usually more privy knowledge to who's on the block, who may be getting moved. If there's a management issue going on, if the coach is not getting the job done, we, we hear it usually before a lot of other people. So that is true. And, and there's, yeah, and before the, the, the games, it's usually the head coach. Torts doesn't usually do it. He sends an assistant. But I'll tell you what, from broadcasting TV and radio, there's always been the head coach who spends 10 or 15 minutes to give us a little bit of insight on the game of the team so then we could present it to the fans that night. And, and I'll tell you, my experience, I, the only reason I knew even knew about this, Russ, is when during the lockout, Bundy didn't want to go up to um, uh, Glens Falls when the Phantoms were up in Glens Falls. Bundy had no interest in doing those games. I, I think did, you did though. the I, you did a couple of them, right? But but you didn't want to do them all. So so every weekend, it's in place of you, they sent me with Saunders, and so I would go into those meetings with Terry Murray, and you know the regular AHL writers would meet with him first, and then we'd go in, and it was it was a whole different experience. And my eyes yes. were like, "Holy hell, what am, I, what am I missing? Like this, like we're asking questions and getting dumbass answers, and then all of a sudden we go into this meeting, and he tells you everything about every player that he wants to bitch about. It's I got, unbelievable. I got a really funny story. All right, and I think people <laughs> might remember this, Anthony. You did when I used to do so when I did NBC Sports at the locker between locker or the the between ice yeah. there. You know the benches. Yeah, yeah. I would after the games on the road, I would have to go around and hold the mic in the scrums, right? Yeah, just because I had to get the material for NBC Sports, I'm like, that's cool. So you know, and because I knew everything that was going on from the coach, and I knew everything behind closed doors. Like, I'm you're tied to the coaches. When when I did TV, I would go in the room with Baruby or guys just sit and hang out with them and listen. Yeah, because I was outside the hallway. They knew I wasn't going to go report it. I was a friend of theirs. Right. But we would there. There's all kinds of like like funny stuff. So I was saying, um, I lost my train of thought. We were going in in, in um in between the benches and uh i really don't even remember what the hell i was going to say but you know what it um, <laughs> you were going to tell a funny story here while while you while you try to trying get that back, back. Uh, oh, oh, no, so, so i'd hold the mic i'd hold the mic okay. here and it is panach would panach would be in there right and he'd be like <laughs> he'd ask like some question to the guy after a game and he'd be like below me and i'd be like <laughs> like i'm thinking to myself because i'd get panach going he'd start laughing and then i'd pat yeah. him on the head and i'm like <laughs> Come and come and talk to me after, son. I'll let you know what's going on. <laughs> oh man! So it was good anyway, stuff. That's really so, good See what happens when you get me up in these mongrel yeah. hours. Well, you know, here, I guess here's here's one of the good things. So you know, you you talk about like what it's like at this local level to have that kind of open dialogue, and I guess this is like here here's another way that we can say like the Jonesy hire could be a good one. If you don't, if if you're out there and you're skeptical of the hire, you take the national profile that he has. Now you think about it's not just one team who he's got insight on, on how coaches feel about their players, about how front offices feel about their players. Like the Flyers could actually have a potential going into this offseason where now they're able to leverage some of that knowledge that Jonesy had, you know, on his own through his interactions, as well as those of the people he worked with at Turner. And like maybe you can now in conversations with Danny Briere and with John Tortorella, you can identify some of these players who might be on the outs with their team and you might be able to leverage, you know, a decent deal. And I guess all of this is to say, like, maybe there's a way to turn this thing around a little bit faster than we thought. Right. You, you think about like change of scenery, guys. Perhaps 
There are a few of those guys out there. He now has knowledge of it. He can bring that to the table. doesn't mean that it's going to turn everything around right away. It doesn't mean that you're going to be a cup contender next year. But like it certainly can benefit you. Um, I want to get back to some of the, the questions, comments, concerns really quick here. Um, this is this is good. C-Mac, who was pissed off that we didn't do a new episode last week, went into the Twitter community to complain about it. Says, STG, hit the like button. More hits, the better in the feed. Future shows are going to be in the new YouTube algorithm. Thanks, C-Mac. I appreciate that. Um, by the way, uh, we go back to, um, where is it at? Give me a second. Um, somebody said that there was an article that we don't want to read. I guess that was dismissive of the hire. Uh, we'll find that. Maybe we'll break that down at some point. Um, Brandon, or sorry, Brendan O'Neill asks, will the Flyers even announce this or will they just wait for the draft to see him at the table? I They, they should. I, I think they're going to announce it today okay. is what I think is going to happen. I'm pretty sure today yeah. is going to be the day. Um, there was uh, Mick, Mick Bodine or Bodine. Um, mentions this goes back to the Tortorella thing about like if Torts is the most powerful guy in the organization, it could be a bad thing um, because you know he would he would have taken Bedard and put him on the fourth line for not blocking enough shots. So I don't know. Uh, there were and there are people who I think kind of agreed with that in the comments. Um, but this is this is I think the fair. I think this is a, a pretty fair, rational, balanced take from uh, Dramato. It doesn't matter who the Flyers hired. This fan base would complain either way. Jonesy is a lot better than some of the names I heard linked to the position. Glass half full for now. I, I think that's actually pretty fair. The the one thing, and, and you guys can talk to this better because you know Jonesy obviously better than I do. There, there has not been a single person that I have seen on any form of social media that has had a negative thing to say about Keith Jones, the human being, or about Keith Jones's hockey knowledge. It's been more of a criticism of, he played here. He was affiliated because he did games on TV. But it, it's not actually about his credentials in terms of like what he's able to do, the, the relationships he has. Like, It's none of that. It just kind of feels like yelling at a cloud to yell at a cloud. But like, I, I, don't, I don't necessarily know if that's fair. I think it's – I honestly think it's a different hire than anyone could have ever expected. So you could sit here and say that he was with the organization for 20 years. You could sit here and, and, and say, oh, it's just, you know, Comcast being Comcast, you know, hiring another former flyer. Look, you could say all those things. And on, on a surface from a 10,000 foot view, you'd be accurate. But if you want to look at it with it with a little bit of nuance, like, this is a different hire than they than anyone would have ever imagined. It's completely different. And I, and in that regard, you have to sit there and say they're giving you what you're asking for. You're asking for them to do something different than what they've done in the past. Yep. This is different. This is no matter even though it's a recognizable name, it's different. And it's going to be different how it's done. We don't know if it'll be successful. We hope it's successful. Everyone hopes it's successful for, for the sake of the fact that we're sick and tired of watching bad hockey, right? So we, we all want it to be successful, you know? But at the same time, this is not the way it's been done. This is new. This is unique. This is different. I, I, I don't know any how anybody can complain about that from that perspective. It is not what you what you thought they were going to do. It's not what anybody thought they were going to do. And it's it's going to be something that 
we've never seen with the Philadelphia um, by Flyers. By the way, BJ Barretta went on a tear here, and 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 these are good. So he says that uh, I like that Jones knows the team and city so well. I like Jones knows people in the sport. Is it transferable to running a team? I love ice cream. I know every flavor. Can I run Hagen Das? And he says I want to give him a chance. I like it. I like Jones a lot. Counterpoint because somebody was complaining about it uh, in the comments. Gates and Jobs, so Bill Gates and Steve Jobs, weren't business people. They were subject matter experts who built something in their garage. Yeah. It's easier to learn business and nuances of hockey. Is, is it yeah, easier? Sorry, is it, is asking, it easier is it to it learn easier? business than the nuances of hockey? And then goes on to say, Dave Scott knew business but didn't know the product. So now I'm glad or I'm good with somebody who knows the product well, especially the product in the city. And and here's, here's the, I guess, the level of this. And, and you guys can, can fight over this one, like, you know, who wants to take it, but we, we talked about the last year, year and a half, two years, hockey ops and business ops were not getting along. They were not a cohesive unit. And um, Chuck Fletcher. But um, especially in the last year, we saw business ops make significant strides. But Bunny spent the better part of the last, I don't know, 10 months or so kind of giving the flowers to the Val Camillos of the world and, and to the, the business side for reconnecting with the fan base for doing a much better job on, on game day. And now Keith Jones, very approachable, very likable. One has to assume that we're now going to finally see a, I don't know, like a unification, a, a bridge being built between the two sides, all that stuff that Anthony had, had talked about pulling the curtain back the last few months of the Chuck Fletcher tenure, where like people were actively rooting against each other, right? People in this, like the craziest shit that's happened, all right? And there's been a lot of crazy shit that's happened with this team. The fact that there were people who actively rooted for the failure of other people within the organization, within the front office, is insanity. And it seems like maybe this is trending in the right direction to be an actual functional organization on both sides. Bundy, I mean, I think that, that I think Russ is right with that. Yeah, I mean, I mean I, I, first of all, for uh, BJ's point, it's it's an interesting one. But I, I, guys, like, I, yes, this is to me is a is also it's a it's a bridge building mission in a lot of ways. There's been no uh, cohesion between the two, the business. So there is. So what there is is a business side and then the hockey side. And if they're not working together, you got a, a, a bad thing going on. So in a lot of ways, Jonesy's a very nice guy too, but he don't. I say that as a, a, on the surface when you meet him. So he'll want to make sure the relationship's smooth with the business side. Um, but but you know, again, guys, this is this is this is the. I'll talk about the ice cream with the Hagen Dazs. Well, I like Hagen Dazs, but you're right. I don't know how to make it or how to produce it. But that. So I'm a fan. Like people are fans of the National Hockey League. I'm a fan of Ben and Jerry's or Hagen Dazs or whatever little pints of ice cream that I devour. I don't under I don't know how to make that and I don't know the operating procedures of that. But I'm telling you guys right now a person like Jonesy or someone that has a understanding of the knowledge of the league and the 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 players involved and the people it's not a hard transition. Like if someone said to me, okay, I'm going to give you if someone said to me Bundy, we have no choice, you got to go do this job. I would feel pretty confident in what I in, in the moves I would make to see it. So I'm conf very confident in Jonesy being able to do it. It's not reinventing the wheel. It's putting pieces in place and giving Danny the best opportunity he can to get the best players in here. 
and kind of be a quasi GM to keep an eye on stuff, but in no way to deter that. But this is something now this, this needs a whole cleaning in the eyes of everybody. Uh, it, it, the Philadelphia Flyers and the city and everybody involved needs a big group hug. And I think this is the beginning of the group hug in a lot of ways. I, that's why I'm happy about it because I, I do like people are like, well, why are you? no, it's because I know that what Jonesy knows. And I know the people and the players in the industry he knows. And I know the respect that, that people give him. That's why this move's good. And, and, and I'll be honest with you. If somebody said Keith Jones has to go in and help make hockey decisions, I'd be good with that too. With, with player evaluation. Well, and that's, that's a good transition into this. Ian Sparks asks on Facebook, do you think Jonesy will push to make a big move in this year's draft, like trade up with assets gained from trading veterans to show they're serious about the rebuild, or do they just need more shots at getting a potential hit? I mean, look, do I think that anybody would like to move up from seven to the, somewhere in the top four? Of course. The, the the goal the question is is who in the top four would be willing to trade down I, I don't know i don't think anybody you really have to give up a lot to to, to turn someone Andy away that. from yeah to turn I somebody away from said, one of those you know, picks. unless you get yourself in one of those things you're probably not like i said is there but you're right though russ it's a great question if if i'm jonesy i'm absolutely blasting something for this town i'm doing something explosive for you guys this summer like i need to put some some excitement back in this you need to get the Flyers relevant again and how they're going to do that. Is, again, I like the pieces in place. They got a lot of work to do still. Like they got yeah. a lot of work. Austin Matthews is a free agent and that, next year. That, that does not go away. But in terms of what they've done, this is a great, great move, guys. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm pumped. And I, and I wouldn't tell – I don't gaslight, I don't lie. If, if I didn't like it, I'd tell you. And, and I do. All right, so from, from Jonesy and Danny – Go for it, boys. Go get them. Jay Toxic Forty Nine uh, came on here. Jay Toxic Forty Nine actually spoke on the uh, the Twitter space that we did the other uh, other night. Um, Ask what Jonesy's day to day is expected to be, and also notes that's another goalie rules. Appreciate that. That's very nice. Um, Anthony DeGrazio, uh, what's up, you beauties? Bundy with Jonesy getting the gig. Are we going to see you back working with the franchise again? I guess maybe TBD. TBD. Let's say TBD. We'll put Bundy in a spot. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Who's to say? I think Bundy's certainly been more positive about the the team of late, so that's nice. I mean, he cares about this is the thing. Bundy's always cared about the team. He got he caught some shit at one point because somebody thought he was bitter about the end at NBC Sports Philadelphia, which again, we're gonna detail at some point. But NBC Sports Philadelphia is not the Philadelphia Flyers. And Bundy, you've mentioned this before. You got clarity on what happened. You got yeah, I didn't it wasn't yeah. the Flyers. It wasn't, there's, guys, there's a long, great, great story in all this that nobody knows, and I'm, I can't wait to share. I can't do it today. We don't have time, but um, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm, I'm really excited about this. But, yeah, there, there's a great story behind it, and, yeah, that's why I said if someone asked me about NBC Sports Philadelphia, if the right person were hiring, I'd feel confident, but that's not the case. Um, Thomas Cimino so. has, has a, a, I think, a fair point here, and, and we've kind of touched on this before, and we'll, we'll get into this at some point down the road. Um, the only problem is that we don't know what the job requires as president of hockey ops role. Like it hasn't been clearly defined. Um, if it's more of a PR marketing job, maybe it's okay. And Thomas's opinion, if it's financial and business management, then there might be a problem. Thing is business side is, is a different operation, right? Like business ops is different. So no. Yeah. yeah I mean, look, is there going to be a PR element to it? There is right. But at the same time, the, they need leadership. I, I yeah. said this at the beginning. The, the hockey ops department hasn't had good leadership in a long time. 
about at least a decade, right? And I think that that's what this that's what this is about is bringing someone in who can be a leader of others and who will bring in people who will work toward getting the team going in the right direction and and potentially winning a championship down the road. That's what they need. And they believe in Keith Jones as that kind of person who has the ability to bring in people and to get people to, who want to be, you know, behind that mission and, and, and go in that right direction. And I think that that, so I think, I think really when you start to see the, the, the passion that people have in these new positions, and it starts with Dan Hilferty, who is passionate about success. It starts with Danny Briere, who is a fierce competitor. If you guys all know, like as nice a guy as he is, one of the fiercest competitors who's ever played the game. And if that has not left him, like you when you're the, when you're a competitive person, even though you're not playing the game anymore, that fire still burns. And I think that that still burns for Danny. And then you got a guy like Jonesy and Torts, even. I mean, if you can go down to the coach who's got that same kind of desire to be the best and win at all costs. I think you're looking at a, a group of people who are all heading in the right direction, who want to go in the right direction and aren't going to get stuck doing some of the same old, same old BS that, that, that had been going what on. One could for argue so long. that this is perhaps a new era of orange. And in case you haven't seen it on Twitter, the Philadelphia Flyers have put out a statement. The Philadelphia Flyers organization was built on relentless ambition and loyalty to this city. When you're playing for Philadelphia, you're playing to win, and you're giving it your all. That's the bottom line, because when you represent this city, nothing less is acceptable. That extends beyond the ice, too. It's about character, sacrifice, integrity, and most importantly, resilience in every single thing we do. When you don the orange and black, you're held to a specific set of standards, and you're expected to show up and work your ass off. <laughs> How about that in a, in, a, in a release? day. It's about doing things the right way. No excuses, no shortcuts. This is a new era of hockey, and we're building a new foundation for the future. New ways to work, wow. new ways to train, and new ways to win. We have new voices, new perspectives, and new plans. But this is still Flyers hockey, so the goal remains the same. Win. Welcome to a new era of orange. Hell yeah! <laughs> I'll run through a wall. I feel go. like running through a wall. I might even yeah. find Bundy. Let's go. <laughs> he might take me down pretty much right now, Russ. Hey, Bundy, get Russ on Ice Wars. There you go. Ice Wars. Ice Wars is coming back, boys, July 15th. And we got another <laughs> podcast. I'll talk about more. But we're coming back July 15th. Yes, see, the insanity ensues. There you go. There you uh, go. Hey, by the way, Zach O. <laughs> Has uh, has Bundy uh, sworn all this episode? He sure did. Oh yeah, he sure did. Don't don't worry. Yes, he did. Um, yeah, guys. Yeah. I I mean, there are more comments and everything that are coming in here and questions and everything. Uh, and and I love it. And I do. I know that we also have to to get going. And has something going on this morning uh, that's also very important for him yeah. to get to. Um, Anthony DeGrazio points out this is not the Rangers letter, but I like the message from the franchise. Love that tone. You know, listen. The the fact putting ass in a press release or in a, a statement, it might seem like nothing, but it feels like something, you know, I think, I think it's more of a something than a nothing. So, um, it, it, it's, it's interesting, you know, and, uh, Jay toxic says, you guys are right. This is definitely a new wrinkle for the first time in a long time. We have something to be a tad excited about. I would not be surprised 
if they try to move up in the draft to make a significant impact. I just don't know what that looks like. Um, the the one thing I think you know everybody's going to have their eye on is whether or not uh, Mishkov falls. And if he does, that could be an impact. And if not, uh, and you know, you talked about a while ago, Fletcher was trying to negotiate a summertime deal of sending Hayes to Columbus. So, you know, is is there a way? Is, is there? By, a, by the way, they just they just put the release out that it's official. About Keith so, Jones. In case anybody's about Jonesy. Yeah, yeah, Flyers just put it. Literally just arrived oh, at nine oh two. How about that? Yeah, they did. And, and Briere, the interim yep. tag removed. So. Danny B, no longer interim, which we all expected. Keith Jones, officially president of Hockey Ops. It is a, it is an interesting time. I have to say, guys, and I, I know we, we heard how excited Bundy is about Jonesy getting the job. Yeah. This, I think, mm-hmm. is the most excited I have been about this team in, I, I don't know, it might, we might be getting close to like a decade. It for once feels like they have all the elements Maybe not the on-ice product yet, but they have all of the elements lined up top-down to get this thing right. And I have not felt like that for quite some time. So now we just have to see where this goes. Draft will be coming up, top seven pick. Perhaps they try to move up. Who's to say? They have a lot of money to clear off the books. Some will be coming off. Can they make a few moves? Can Danny get creative? Can you load up cap space for next summer when there are some actual meaningful free agents. And I know I joked about Austin Matthews and I don't think he would come here, but who knows who's to say you can at least sell your fan base on the idea of getting excited about a potential free agents clash. So, um, pretty exciting stuff, guys. Uh, anything else before we head out? Nope. There's going to be a lot of, uh, uh, the, oh, yeah, uh, I, I have something. Go ahead. Awesome. Yeah, no, I'll have, I'll have, I'll have a story later today that uh, kind of breaking down, breaking this down. But go ahead, This Bundy. is just off the cup at the Terrian Foundation tomorrow, 5.30 uh, till 8 at the heart of catering in Philadelphia. Myself, my friend Kevin Heyer will be doing uh, our joint fundraisers. My inaugural one, more of a soft launch. His is a, is a full launch, but uh, it's at the heart of catering in Center City, Philadelphia. People are welcome. Tickets are there. We have amazing uh, auction items, and all the proceeds go to help people in recovery, struggling, and getting themselves back on their feet. That's awesome Thank stuff. You. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Awesome. Um, hey, a big thank you to everybody who checked out the uh, live stream. Again, this was available if you are a subscriber uh, on YouTube, youtube.com slash at snow the goalie. Um, it's also on facebook.com slash snow the goalie, Twitter at snow the goalie. We're also on Instagram at snow the goalie. And for those of you who just learned about this in the last week, also on TikTok now at snow the goalie where we put out a little video about um, Bundy breaking the news about the, the hire. So, oh, BJ Beretta just uh, just subscribed. In real time, it was funny. We did the Twitter space a couple days ago, and I mentioned the YouTube account. We had like three or four people in real time subscribe. Uh, Jeff Cantone subscribed. Look at that. We got multiple people subscribing right now. Um, go over to youtube.com slash at snow the goalie where you will get notifications. Hit the little bell or whatever. Uh, you'll get notifications when we go live. The goal here, and I think, you know, and I, like I mentioned, we're working on some stuff here. Um, I think doing live streams, fielding questions, comments, concerns is good stuff, especially over the summer. Um, so we'll, we'll see. Make sure you subscribe over on YouTube. Don't miss when we do a new show. You can be one of the first people to see and to hear everything that's going on. And of course, there were a couple of minutes before the show, uh, you know, started, quote unquote, 
that the podcast feed people, if you're listening, are going to miss out on unless you go over and you subscribe on YouTube. So, um, hey, big week, big exciting stuff. Keith Jones, president of Hockey Ops. The team feels like it has a direction. We'll see how it goes. We're going to give the, the front office carte blanche. Let's see what they can do. Let's see if they can build up the fan base. The statement is one thing. The new era of orange. I like it. I dig it. We'll see, guys. So for Bundy, who you can find on Twitter, at Cetarian6. For Anthony, who you can find on Twitter, at Philly. I'm Russ, at Joy on Broad. Thank you for listening or even watching Snow the Goalie, the only Flyers podcast. And as somebody pointed out in the comments, the only Flyers morning show here on YouTube. Have a great week. And um, let's go Flyers.